This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody, to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 38. We're going over the January financials today. I am Craig, your host, and Chris. How you doing, Craig? Not bad. You are... Not only are you live and in the flesh here in the studio, as is becoming less and less normal these days, but <laughs> we have a live studio audience today. Yeah, which I, I brought the riffraff. <laughs> oh, I think that's jeer worthy. <laughs> uh, Chris's family is with us today. Just, uh, you know, peanut gallering it up. Yeah, wanted, so, to, wanted to see how the magic happens. Yep. Anyway, so today we are going over the January financials, like I said. But before we do, let me remind you to go to Facebook and search Holland Assets. Go to hollandassetsllc.com for the full show notes and links to anything that we talk about during these episodes, including the numbers that we're going to be going over. So, Holland Assets LLC for that, and we would love to hear from you in both of those places. All right, Chris, you ready to dive in? Let's do it. So you sent me the numbers, at least you sent me a few of the numbers ahead of time, and it's pretty impressive. This is not what we were expecting to see coming off of a pretty, uh, an unfortunately weak December with, you know, the truck being out of commission and all that. But January's looking pretty good. January was actually our best month yet, and it shocked me. You, really? So you uh, absolutely because January for somebody usually, who's so into his numbers, I figured yeah. nothing could shock you. No, it shocked me because January usually tells off pretty hard. February gets even worse, and um, I just didn't see the uh, the drop off for January that that normally happens in the industry. And and I don't think I, I think it was in some ways kind of unique to me. I had some things that helped me out, got lucky on a few things. Um, but it, January didn't, I don't think drop for everybody quite as hard as it usually did, but for me, it actually was as good or better than any other month. Now there, this is maybe a little bit off the topic of what you sent over my way, but I'm curious if you think this has anything to do with the general economic numbers, you know, things are looking pretty nice these days. And so we don't have quite the drop off that we do after the holidays. Do you, do you attribute any of that to the general economy or is it something specific going on with within trucking i think that that plays into it a little bit but i think part of it is i'm hoping that the market's kind of equalizing a little bit you know we talked a few episodes back about how um there were so many new trucks that entered the market in 2019 right really 2018 2019 and i i think they slowed down in 2019 adding new trucks. Um, there are a, a several big, one big company that went out of business and, and a bunch of small companies that went out of business. And so I'm hoping that just is equalizing the demand a little bit. And, you know, and, and in that kind of a situation, we're going to see some benefits on our end because of that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, we had a couple of months where, you know, we talk about these financials every month and it seems like for two or three months in a row, it's been well, you know, it's not as good as we'd like, but that's why we prepare, right? Um, and, and so we talked a lot about savings and, and being prepared for those unexpected expenditures and that sort of thing. But this is the kind of month where you have the opportunity to actually do that preparation. This is one of those, hey, we had a great month. And so you get to reinvest in the business, save yeah. and, and all that stuff, which, right? Which we need. We, we really needed January to be good like <laughs> this because... December, as we've already talked about, was bad because I was off the road for half the month with the truck broke down and I'm going to be off the road for half the month in February because I've got military duty. And so 
you know, I would like to have been able to save some of this January money, but in reality, it's just going to help compensate some for December and then help uh, push me through February. You know, just having the truck off the road for, for half the month, it's never, that that's never good for the numbers. Right. Well, speaking of which, let's go ahead and get into the numbers then. I think we've uh, let people sit long enough without hearing what they actually were. So let's dive into the highlights for January, Chris. Okay. So, um, there's a couple things in January that really kind of stick out that that make this month um, a, a little bit different. One of the big things is I had a really big win um, in January. I got to haul my very first load directly for a shipper. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, you bet. Yeah, you were talking about that since before you ever hit the road at all. Yeah, I, it, it's you know that's that's when you kind of jump into the next league, and this is just one. And to be honest with you, I kind of cheated a little bit. <laughs> was it somebody you knew from yeah, before? It was my father-in-law. Oh, boo. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> haul the load for my father-in-law. He builds stainless uh, stainless steel restaurant equipment and was uh, had a job down in Texas that uh, he had to haul for. And uh, he let me haul it. He paid me just kind of what he's paid companies when he's had to do this in the past for. So I didn't get like any special treatment from him. But uh, other than getting the job, other than I mean, getting the job, but and, that's that's how it goes, right? It's yeah. uh, it, it's as often who you know what sort of connections you're able to get out there and make. And this one happened to be a pretty close one. Yeah. So uh, it 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 you know you, you take what you can get, and and that's definitely one that we'll we'll take it, and it's a good thing. He he doesn't ship that often, so it's not like it's going to be able to be a constant thing. But I'll probably be able to haul some more for him. But you know what? That load actually made me more nervous than about any other load I've hauled because it was family. Yeah, it's family. You don't want to you don't you don't want to disappoint them. It's it's pretty expensive equipment in the back, and it's not one of those things like. You know, if if you've got a food product and you're hauling ice cream for somebody, it's not like you can just go back to the warehouse and get new ice cream. I mean, it takes months to build this stuff. And so you you get in a crash and something gets damaged and, you know, it really kind of puts him, would put him out uh, pretty bad. And so, you know, that makes you nervous. You don't, you, you definitely don't want to disappoint family, but you know, it all turned out. And, and plus I have to live with him. If I, if I break <laughs> his stuff, I got to see him every, <laughs> Melanie makes me go, uh, go hang out with them every now and again. Well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sure he's a lovely, <laughs> no, lovely I, man. I have great in-laws. I can't, I can't complain. <laughs> uh, okay. So would this, you know, this being your first direct uh, haul, would you be able to kind of leverage that into other things? Like, oh, are you able to use him as a reference now? Or, or is it just going to be kind of back to the drawing board, finding more direct loads? It's probably going to be a, a more the latter you know, back to the drawing board, finding loads from other areas. There, there is a chance I could maybe get some loads from um, some of the other companies that he does business. Cause usually what happens is he builds the the restaurant equipment for somebody that goes in and installs it and, and kind of builds out the entire restaurant. Well, in this situation, the company had kind of piecemealed it and he only, he did his piece separate than from the, the main restaurant builders. And so usually it's the other guys that coordinate the transportation, not him. And uh, so this is, you know, kind of a one-off happens once or twice a year. So let's talk about what kind of effect that had then on your month, because that, as you've said in the past, that gets you some great rates when you're cutting out the the middlemen uh, in whatever capacity they show up, right? So if it's a direct haul, then you're probably getting a better rate than you usually did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're getting, in this kind of situation, I'm probably getting you know, I, I got about maybe 25 cents a mile than, you know, my average load. Plus it was a dry load. So I wasn't running my reefer the whole time. Oh, nice. And, and it just, you know, it worked out really well timing wise, you know, everything was pretty smooth with it. And, uh, so it was a, 
a, a really good paying load. Good. And uh, were you able to get out on the road as much as you wanted to uh, on the whole? Yeah, January, outside of just this one load. Actually, January ended up being like a, a pretty good month. I, I kind of looked at it. I did a lot. You know, I, I did that load. I did a load that um, I started out in December and the last half coming back from um, the Atlanta area um, back to Utah, actually up into Washington, all on one load. And then after that, it was the load to Dallas and back. And then a bunch of loads between the Salt Lake area and up into the Northwest. So a couple to Portland, a couple to you know, the Seattle Tacoma area of Washington. And they were actually really pretty decent paying loads, picking up onions and uh, other, some other fruit stuff coming back. And so, you know, all of that just kind of added up and were good loads. And we'll see that as we kind of go through the numbers here. Nice. Okay. So let's get into those numbers then. Well, I mean, I already said that, but uh, let's dive into the the mileage and uh, those kind of specifics now. Yeah. So the total mileage that I ran was 9,629 miles, which really is kind of on the lower end. It's, yeah. I was you know, say. We're usually up into the above 10,000 for sure. Um, even, you know, approaching 12,000. So a few, a few thousand less miles than normal. Um, the other thing that kind of really stuck out on this one was my deadhead miles. The deadhead miles were actually completely out of control, which you would think would mean would kill your month. It would kill the month, but um, so the, the deadhead miles were 1188 miles. So way over 10%. Yeah. I would say, yeah. What's that? 15 almost. Probably pretty close to 15. I haven't done the math, but well, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to do close, the math in my head. <laughs> close to that. We'll just call it that. Call it good. Close enough. But in irregardless or regardless, it's uh, it, it was a bad month for, for, um, deadhead, but I was able to work those extra deadhead miles, a lot of them, there were a couple loads that I took from, we're at a deadhead from Salt Lake up into Idaho and then go on to Washington. I was kind of able to work in a little bit better fee because a lot of those places, if you, they can't, there's not enough trucks in those areas. And so they have to get somebody deadhead from like Salt Lake and get up there. And so they'll oftentimes so they're gonna comp you a better, comp with a better rate. Bit. Yeah. It, it, they don't totally compensate for all those deadhead miles, but they do some and and in the end, it worked out because um, the total revenue for the month was twenty one thousand four hundred seventy, which isn't the highest total revenue, but pretty close. You know, definitely up there in the in the near the top. But the thing that was really awesome was my all in rate per mile, which was two dollars and twenty three cents a mile, and that includes the deadhead. So that's a, I'm trying to remember back on previous months, but that blows your previous record out of the water. Doesn't yeah, it? I think the previous record was just over two dollars, but we're usually closer to like a dollar eighty, dollar ninety, kind of depending on the time of year. But yeah, so it 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 really does crush it. Wow. Okay. All right. So, and I wasn't even on the road all that much. Eleven full days on the road and eleven partial days. So I, I actually, my my wife won't agree with this, but got a little bit more home time than normal in January. It's still <laughs> even not, if it it's didn't feel like it. Still not enough. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. Just we just need to break the truck down every once in a while. Get you get you home more often. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So you ran fewer miles total, more deadhead miles, uh, but. Your rate was so good at two twenty three per mile that uh, that it made for a pretty good month, right? What was your total? You, you said your total revenue was twenty one four seventy. What does that bring your uh, profit to yeah, so for the month? So the total profit after you know, all the expenses, including you know my wage as a driver, was four thousand five hundred sixteen dollars and eighty five cents. So that's that's profit for the business, not including what you were able to pocket. Yep, that's profit. 
uh, not including what I profit, what I what I took as a driver. And if you you look at the P and L, let's see, I paid myself as the the driver pay was forty six hundred bucks. Nice. Okay. So, All right. So you and the you and the business were making pretty close to the same amount of money. In we January. did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, you know, if you add the two together, a little over nine thousand dollars for the month. All right. So you know, as an owner operator, I mean, that's that's not too bad. And that that even includes. I mean, it, there was a my my. Uh, Maintenance expense was kind of high for the month, yeah. but repairs was low. So they kind of, on average, if you add those two together, a pretty normal month, right about mm-hmm. kind of where things should be. So, you know, even after all those repairs, the truck payment, everything else, you know, that, you know, to, as an owner operator, taking, taking home 9,000 bucks in a month is not bad. Yeah. And I, and when I think of your driver rate, what you're making on these, uh, these miles, let's see, that translates to a little over 50 grand a year. Um, I, I'm just putting it in terms I can understand. I, I always think on a yearly basis when it comes to your wage and, uh, you know, the business that's going to fluctuate. Um, I guess you and the business would fluctuate depending on the number of miles you're running. So, yeah. And, and it, I, I can't remember exactly, um, you know, nine, 9,000 times 12, 118, 118, so 118. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, that's a pretty good wage. You know, I'd make $118,000 in a year. Nice. Okay. And and obviously but, we aren't doing well, this every month. A lot but, of that's going back into the business though, right? That's not the wage you're making. No, but you could. I mean, as an owner operator, because theoretically the the money that's going back into the business is about normal of what it should be. So we spent $1,400 in maintenance and a little over $150 in repairs. So overall in the month, you know, when you, when you add kind of maintenance and repairs together, it was about 1500 bucks, which, you know, should be roughly about normal for, Mm -hmm. for a month in those two categories. So, you know, it, it it was really a bland month overall, but it's kind of what typically it should be. And on top of that, you start factoring in, we're still, I don't think near the peak of what we should be able to get overall rate wise. It was a good rate. But as we start to develop more and more direct shipper relationships, we're going to start seeing that rate more and more. And we'll actually, at the end of the podcast episode, once we get through kind of some of the other things I want to talk about, the P&L and, and the balance sheet, we'll, we'll retouch on that and talk a little bit about you know what getting those relationships with direct shippers mean. Okay. Well, let's uh, dig into the P&L then. Where do you want to start on that? Well, we've actually covered most of what I wanted to talk about. The one thing that that still kind of sticks out that's a little bit unusual in this PL um, that we haven't seen so much in the in the past. As I mentioned that I've I've held quite a few loads up into Washington and Oregon. Well, when you go into Washington, you you go through Oregon. I think we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but Oregon charges you, they don't do a fuel tax like every other state in the country, but they charge you um, 21 cents a mile to drive in Oregon. Wow. Which is just crazy. And I and I put um, 2,300 miles in, in Oregon, Oregon. Wow. that month. So my, my Oregon permit That's fee- That's got to be four or 500 bucks right there. $563.32. Oh. Wow. So that, you know, that still, that profit that we were talking about is still after all that, that money that we paid to Oregon and the permit. And the other thing that I did in January in the past, I have always just, you can, there's two ways you can pay that fee. You can, anytime you go into the state, you tell them where in Oregon you're going to go and where you're going to come out from, and they will calculate it, and you pay that money up front, or you can um, get an, an annual permitter, but you have to file a bond to do that. It's a two thousand dollar bond, and and most guys 
don't like to do that. Um, at, at some point, if you go into Oregon enough, they force you to do it. And I was getting kind of on that cusp where I have gone in enough that they were probably going to start forcing me to do it. So I think back in November, so I had applied for the Oregon permit, got it. And it really, honestly, it makes your life 10 times easier because you don't waste so much time on the phone getting the permit. You get charged like an extra eight bucks every time you buy the permit individually. And then the other thing that makes it really nice is it pairs with pre-pass and Oregon doesn't use pre-pass, but they have another thing called the green light that the pre-pass transponder can work with. And so I think since I got that permit, I've only been stopped at one Oregon scale instead of being pulled into the Oregon scales every time I pass through. And so that saved me a ton of time and just you know made life a lot easier and more convenient. So if you're going to put any kind of miles into Oregon... I think that uh, that $2,000 bond's worth it because you only have to, if you file on time for a year, they'll pay you the $2,000 back. So it's not oh, really? a permanent bond. Oh, okay. It's just for that first year. Once you've once they trust you that you're going to pay those fees on time like you're supposed to, they give it back. Oh, interesting. All right. Uh, what else from the uh, P&L you want to dig into? Anything else? Uh, just let's reiterate that $4,500. You, know, <laughs> you want to yeah, dwell on that a little let's bit. Talk, let's talk about the wins. <laughs> All right. Sounds yeah, good. That's a good, good month. So forty five hundred, and uh, what are you what are you going to end up doing with that? Uh, obviously, we talk a lot about savings here, preparedness, and all it, of that. That's really what it boils down to. Well, I'm going to just keep all that money in the companies, you know, again to kind of help cover for February because February was such a a tough is going to be a tough month because of my uh, my two weeks out for the military. Um, but let, let's move on to the balance sheet and talk a little bit about the balance sheet. There's really not a ton different here um, other than one thing that I really want to kind of dive, dive into. Um, I, I started the process for doing my taxes for 2019. And so my accountant has gone in and made some adjustment, adjustments in my um, accounting system for 2019. And mainly the big one is the depreciation expense. And so you actually, you're not going to see it on this balance sheet by itself, but what you will see on the balance sheet is the retained earnings. So the retained earnings is basically how much money you've made or lost in the previous years, and it shows up on the balance sheet. So if you look at the numbers at the end of December, you'll show a net profit. But then you look at this one in January, they've added the depreciation expense on the truck into the 2019 numbers and it's affected this um, retained earnings on the balance sheet and show so it, it you went from roughly i think off, if i'm remembering off the top of my head a five thousand dollar profit in um 2019 to a nine thousand dollar loss oh, so wow. it's, a, it's almost a fifteen thousand dollar swing but the good thing about that is, is that depreciation expense is not a an expense it's a cash expense so it's not like you're actually putting money out right but but you get to recognize that it's it's basically the truck and the trailer, the de- depreciation on those two assets. And so you get to recognize that as a loss. And so that helps you tax wise. So now right. instead of showing income of $5,000 for the year, I show a loss of $9,000 a year. So I'm not paying taxes on that $5,000 that I made. And I'm actually getting, it's like almost like getting a tax credit. It's like basically the same thing as your interest write off on right, your home right. mortgages. It it works the same way. That's going to be $9,000 of income that I'm not going to have to account for and pay taxes on. Oh man, you know what? Yeah, all right. Kids out there, everybody get a good account <laughs> because frankly that sounds like wizardry to me. 
uh, but somebody's got to do it. And yeah, it, it, that's it, great. It, it is in some ways, but it's that's one of the benefits of business ownership that you don't get as an employee. You get you know those kind of depreciation expenses, and you know that's going to help my taxes a little bit and make it so I pay a little bit less t- in taxes this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, very good. Well, what else do we want to call out before we uh, hit the road here, Chris? You know, let's just kind of reiterate some of the things that we saw happen in January that that really made this a, a good month. So one, you know, hauling the, the direct load for my father-in-law, the shipper, that, that I cheated a little bit on, <laughs> that, that made things really good. And then just, you know, we, we kind of, to a certain extent, got a little bit lucky that freight was doing really, really well in um, January going up into the Northwest. So the Oregon, Washington area. And I really got kind of lucky on some, some back calls. I got some good paying back calls that I kind of wasn't expecting. The one coming out of Dallas back to Utah actually paid higher than I was, what than I was thinking I was going to get. And there were a few of the loads coming from the Northwest back into Utah that, that paid a lot better than I expected. And, you know, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And we, we won a little bit more in January and it just really helped make uh, January a lot better. Very good. Well, I uh, am glad to hear that it went so well. And like I was saying earlier, it, you know, we talk a lot about being prepared and these are the kind of months where you get to actually put that into practice, uh, not taking stuff out, not not taking out of your preparedness bank, but putting something into yeah, it. Right? Absolutely. And you know, you know what else has done is just, it's kind of motivated me more just, you know, kind of finally being able to see and, and experience how those better rates really make a big difference, mm-hmm. make, make life better, lower number of miles, better profit, less wear and tear on the truck. It made for a really good month. It's motivated me to go out and find more of those um, direct shipper relationships. And, you know, you see a lot on trucking forums, especially forums that talk with, that, that deal with owner operators. You see this big gap between the guys that say owner operators, the worst thing you could ever do, just stay an employee to the guys who say, owner operators, the best thing they ever have done. They, they, they like it. And I think that big difference is, is the difference between the guys who only find their loads on brokers. They're the, from brokers are going to be the ones that say it's the worst thing that's ever happened to them because it's really hard to get ahead. If that's all you do, if you get all of your loads from brokers, especially if you're jumping around from one broker to the next, to the next, you're not establishing a relationship with a broker who will trust you and give you his better freight to on the other side of the spectrum, the guys who are able to get the relationships with shippers and get those higher paying loads are the ones that say, you know, um, being an owner operator is the best thing that ever happened to me. So it it just reemphasizes that if you really truly want to be successful as an owner operator, you've got to develop those relationships ideally with shippers, but even just developing a relationship with a broker who's going to trust you and give you his better paying freight because it's the freight that he has to count on you delivering on time and doing a good job with. You get those kind of relationships and it's the difference between being mediocre and being great. Yeah. Well, it, luckily in January, things went pretty great and hopefully that continues and uh, we will be back uh, this time next month with our February numbers. We'll see what happens there, especially with your two weeks uh, at uh, Army National Guard training. <clears throat> I say my words, Army <laughs> National Guard training. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure there will be plenty else to talk about in the intervening weeks. So, uh, Chris, anything else before we head out? I think that kind of wraps it up. All right. Very good. Well, appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully you, you glean something. If you're paying good attention during these uh, monthly financials episodes, there really is quite a lot to glean out of this, especially as we start to piece together the story 
of the first year of Holland Assets. You know, each month may be, um, you know, more or less interesting or useful or whatever. But as we get every month, we get these financials episodes, I'm starting to uh, see some pretty interesting patterns. And I think we're going to have fun putting it all together when we get to the end of your first year on the road. Absolutely. It'll be fun to share the whole year's worth of experience for sure. Good. So let us know what you think over at Facebook and at hollandassetsllc.com. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. You want to say hi to everybody? Say bye. Hi. Bye. <laughs> That's Hanley. <laughs>